Well, boys, what are you going to sing? The squeezer was not any use. A lemon without any juice. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. And you're listening to Boo to a Goose, a podcast about idioms, expressions, and slang. From across the pond. And we're back to doing British slang. Yeah. Yeah, we occasionally dip into uh, other expressions, but today is uh, a British day. It is a British day, and it's one that I use frequently that your parents remarked on. Yeah. I think your mother said that um, it's one that you don't, you guys don't really use here. That's correct. And what is it? Gormless. 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 G-O-R-M-L-E-S-S. A person who has no gorm. They are gormless. They are lacking gorm. Okay. Yeah. So, could you do me this distinct honor and pleasure and service? And use it in a sentence. So I use this quite commonly. And the way I would use it would be, um, they were looking kind of gormless. <laughs> Yet again, no clues. <laughs> Do you know what it means? Like, I you've think you've told me. Say it. Yeah. Do you remember? It means like, it has, it has nothing to do with their physical appearance. Not particularly. Does it mean like lacking of charisma? Mm. Or, or intellect or charm? Close. Okay. Yeah, intellect. Oh, okay. It yeah. means sort of dull. Dull or dumb or... It's kind of... Um, it, when you look up the definition, um, it just means lacking intelligence, sense, or discernment, often implying a lack of capacity of will to remedy the condition. That's the official definition. Oh, so just you don't even have the mental capacity to like... Like some something's happening to you. And you're not even smart enough to realize that it's happening before it's over. Or like, I mean, it doesn't, it's very hard to describe because I feel like actually it's a word without a direct definition because it doesn't just mean stupid. I mean, when I looked up the definition on various different dictionaries, that was kind of the best definition I got. Lacking intelligence, sense or discernment, often implying lack of capacity of will to remedy the condition because... It's not just being stupid. It's like not doing it, like not having the oomph to do anything. You know, like I was thinking about like dumber and dumber. Uh, it, it's just it's just dumb and dumber. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's not dumb and dumber, 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 dumber. Dumber and dumber. Well, one is dumber than the other one. Oh, it's dumb and dumber. Anyway, dumb and dumber. Yeah. The thinking... qu- it's never explicitly stated which one's dumb and which one's dumber. But they're like perky. They're like the joke is that they're stupid, but they're kind of like perky. They're enthusiastic. They're enthusiastic. They're optimistic. Yes. Yeah. This isn't. They do not represent an idea about gormless. Okay. It, it's more than just stupid. It's kind of the best way, honest to God, the best way to um, actually understand this is to Google image gormless. That's G O R M L E S S. Because I'll, I'll right the way now. I want to describe it to you is by doing a facial expression that um, one on a podcast could not do. Okay. Okay, I, I'm seeing some like, oh, it's like people doing like kind of the dumb guy. Boo, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yes. Um, it's like Napoleon Dynamite. 
Looks gormless. Oh, okay. So you just have like your jaw open. Yeah. And your eyes kind of half drawn and yeah. like drool maybe hanging out of your mouth. Yeah. Like Big Moose from Archie Comics. It's like, not used in... Like uh, um, Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Sure. Have, you, have I, you not read Of Mice I'm and Men? sorry. Terrific short I didn't story. have to do it for GCSE. Oh, okay. I was in the top set. We didn't do Mice and Men. <laughs> <laughs> of Mice and Men was something for the, the, the easier kids? Yeah. Oh, okay. We did To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, guess, I guess Of Mice and Men is pretty uh, It's pretty lacking in subtext. It's basically just text. I mean, there's, there's interpretation in there, but it's not as intricate as To Kill a Mockingbird or Inherit the Wind or yeah. The Great Gatsby. So I don't know anything about it. Sure. But, but maybe, maybe that's correct. I mean, it is still very we good. do say, you know, anyone lacking in, another definition I found was lacking in vitality or intelligence. Okay. It's that oomph as well, you know, that idea of vitality. Mm-hmm. Um, stupid, dull, so that idea of dullness. Right. Or clumsy. People say they can look gormless. Oh, um, so um, in, in scrolling through, I see a photo of... Uh, the guy from An Idiot Abroad. Oh, Carl Pilkington. Carl Pilkington. Yeah, I mean, I love him, but right. he does look a bit gormless. If you've sometimes. not seen, should we just explain the premise oh, of sure. Idiot Abroad? Yeah, and Carl Pilkington generally. Right. So, uh, Carl Pilkington, he, he was like a producer or had some like... Yeah, so Ricky Gervais started out his career on a radio show in the UK mm-hmm. um, with Stephen Merchant. And um, Carl Pilkington was their producer. And right. they would do bits in between the songs. And it was mostly them talking, to be fair. Which is, I think, why they stopped doing the show. Because they were like, you're not playing enough music. But anyway, <laughs> um, they would they would come in and they would banter with Carl. And if you don't know what banter is, banter means make fun of. It's a British pastime that we like to engage in. Right. It's a way to show camaraderie and friendship by being really mean to somebody. Gotta have good banter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they would banter with him and have a lot of fun. And then he kind of became a bit of a project for them. And as they went forward with The Office and all of the, you know, famous um, career-making things that Ricky Gervais extras. and Stephen Merchant have done, yeah. um, Carl Pilkington also did some stuff with them. He did a podcast with them. Mm-hmm. And then they did this series, which was hilarious. And if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's called An Idiot Abroad. It was on Netflix. I think it's not anymore. But you can Carl find Pilkington it. kind of, whether this is his true self or a character he plays um he kind of acts stupid mm-hmm. and really grumpy he really he likes he, he likes living in his london flat just the simplicity he, he likes going to he, he likes his handful of candy bars he has a girlfriend he does not travel or do extravagant things so ricky yeah. gervais and stephen merchant thought the funniest thing for to do would be to send him to all these places around the world with with insufficient lodging no instructions of what he's going to do until he gets there, and just a team of people filming him go around and making his weird commentary on things. And instead of a normal travel show where someone's like, look at me by the Taj Mahal, this is beautiful and fantastic, and mm-hmm. how wonderful this is, he's standing there going, oh, it's so hot! Yeah. Oh, I just got bitten, I hate life. Right. Yeah. I don't like any of the food here. Yeah. Uh, all, all these, like, sure, this place is I've been pooping all night. Right. And my bed's uncomfortable. And then they also play into that, like... I don't know why it's so funny to Gervais watch. and Merchant send him to do things that they know he's yeah. not going to want. Like, in the episode where he goes to America, which I, of course, have a particular bias for because I am familiar with all these things, they have him do a performance with a high school glee club and engage in a cuddle party. Oh, yeah. And it's like these... And then also they had him take uh, go, undergo uh, Mexican wrestling training. just summed up what we think of America. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't have him shoot or he, do cowboys. He went stuff. to one of those... Um, I, I don't know if it was holy specifically, but the Indian holiday where they throw colored dust on each other. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, the Festival of Kala. Yes, thank you. Maybe it's not holy. I don't know. I, I get I get them mixed up. Uh, but yeah, uh, and it's an incredibly amusing show. But that Carl Pilkington. We've gone on this several minutes tangent about uh, this show that we both really like, and it's a fun, it's an amusing travel show but too. But he is he he is often gormless. He's very he ha- gormless. He looks gormless. Um, he makes this this comment that is so stupid but also kind of insightful when he visits Petra in Jordan mm. where he says that like if uh, Petra is this incredibly intricate carved uh, temple essentially in the wall of a mountain mm-hmm. um, and there's like people who live in essentially these caverns around it and he says yeah so the, the really big fancy rich guy lives inside the palace but the people who live in these caverns get to look at the palace every day, and he mm-hmm. just gets to look at them. So I think they've got the better deal, yeah. which is a fairly gormless thing to say, <laughs> but also, like, that's pretty on point, Carl. Yeah, some of the stuff he says is kind of insightful. Yeah. But, yes, he does fit the general definition of gormless pretty, yeah. pretty well. Um, and people use it in different senses. Like, when I was looking it up, um, I'd never really kind of said, oh, I'm maybe I have said I'm being gormless but not so much I would normally refer to like the look of someone if they look like disengaged or kind of like unattentive or like like unfocused you you know like I would I would always use it like they're looking gormless sure not as in I'm being gormless yeah and I also want to make clear on this one that like it's not it's not ever applied I didn't find any evidence, and I've never heard it be applied to anyone who... Um, like a, in a derogatory way. In a derogatory way. Sure. Yeah. So when I was looking it up, I was kind of... I was conscious of that and wondered whether, it, you know, with the definition being lacking intelligence or, or whatever. But it easily not, could be. It easily could be, but yeah. it, I've never heard it used in that respect mm-hmm. um, in a, any kind of a derogative or, like, offensive way. Right. It's more just like somebody was looking gormless or... I've been gormless because you've done something really stupid. Oh, so it's something that people might say in, in a self-deprecatory way. Yes, sometimes yeah. people might say in a self-deprecatory way. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, did, what, what did you dig up? Okay, so you want to know the origin? Let's get into it. Um, it's quite a simple one, to be honest. It's not very um, controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's having arguments about it on the internet. There's like one agreed way that... that one agreed route mm-hmm. um so it was the gormless as we know it g-o-r-m-l-e-s-s right. was first recorded in the 1880s to 1890s um as a respelling of an earlier word um which is gormless which is g-a-w-m-l-i-s g-a-w-m oh, no. no sorry that- gormless Sorry, I was silly. That oh. was the phon- phonetical pronunciation that I wrote down. Oh, sure. Um, the actual spelling of the earlier word is guamless, G-A-U-M-L-E-S-S. Guamless. 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 You look guamless, darling. Oh, no. What? Well, yeah. I'm doing the, that Billy Crystal character. Huh. You look marvelous. Guamless, darling. What, what accent is that? I don't know, but stop doing it. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, my bad. I wrote it's like down. Barbara I wrote down the word twice because I was like, remind myself how to pronounce this. Right. But gormless, as we know today, was first recorded as a respelling of an earlier word, G A U M L E S S. Gormless. Sure. Yeah. Um, coffee. <laughs> yeah, I'm Linda Richmond. This is Coffee Talk. That's what I'm doing. It's not Billy Crystal. It's Mike Myers. Yeah, or you're doing Boston. 
Oh, I, I'm doing Boston. Of, get a coffee. Get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Looking gormless. Swinging by the swinging by the donkeys. Heading over to Fenway. You know, there's that thin line between you know like funny and offensive. Right. I think we just stepped over. It. Oh no, we can make fun of Boston people. <laughs> we can, I, okay, maybe you can, but I can make fun of the Boston accent. It's hilarious. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. The Park lines. the car in the Harvard Yard. Goodwill hunting. I think you should stop now. Then. Okay. <laughs> Um, so this older older word that's spelled slightly differently. I just got cast in the new Ben Affleck movie, so I have to like work on that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, ben Affleck's from Boston. Yeah. Did you, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, sure. They well, wrote that movie. I mean, it's oh, not about. Yeah. Yeah. The person I think of is that um, bloke in the teddy bear film. Oh, Ted. Yeah. What's his name? Oh, well, that's Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Uh, no, not Seth MacFarlane. The. Um, oh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark when Wahlberg. I think of Boston. I think of him. He was in the Boston Marathon bombing uh, movie. Oh, okay. And as much as I don't appreciate him as a person, I appreciated that. Right, movie. Mark Wahlberg. There's a couple. He's a complicated. Where is Mark Wahlberg from? I'm gonna look this up. I'm pretty sure he's from Boston. You're probably right. I just wanna. Um... Although I feel like he's like a New York. Oh no, he's from Dorchester. Yeah, he's from Dor- he's from Boston. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. Of course he is. He's the, he's the human equivalent of Boston. <laughs> but also Ted, Seth MacFarlane in Ted is sort of, and he's doing a more New England like because mm. uh, Family Guy. He's doing a Rhode Island accent. Oh right. Um, but like they're so close. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, um, so this olden word has actually been in use. The G A U M L E S S guamless. Right. Um, has the same meaning and been in use since the 1700s. Um, and apparently that comes from Scottish and Northern England. So it's from Scottish descent and from the North of England. Um, from the word G-A-U-M. So just Gorm. So almost like they misspelled Guam. The United States <laughs> Territory. Largely utilized as a military base. I don't know which one came first. But, um, <laughs> I, think, I think we know, but yeah. okay. Um, and this word means attention. So someone who's considered gormless is definitely not a person known for paying close attention to things. Oh, okay. So easily distracted. Yeah. Similar, but like not quite. And that makes sense with how it's kind of used. Because when I was looking up the the definitions and a lot of them were just saying like lacking intelligence, I was Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, it's not quite that. Like it's not quite stupid or idiot. Like Mm -hmm. there is that idea of like not being like with it or like lacking attention or unfocused. So, and um, that's where it comes from. Okay. And I mean, it's been it's been used um, as slang, but it's also a very common English word that that's been used in print. Um, writers in the eighteen hundreds and nineteen hundreds um, associated it with Northern English dialect mm-hmm. as they wrote it. So their characters who were from the north of England would use this word. Okay. Um, and it was even used in Emily Bronte's novel. Um, Withering Heights oh. in 1847. Wow. She uses the terminology. So it's been around for more a while. One of the more successful of the Bronte novels. It's a word that I still use today. And mm-hmm. even though, you know, when you look it up, it, it says slang. I mean, it's been in such popular use. I don't know how hmm. slangy it is anymore. I think it... It's. I mean, if it's, just, if it's that old and if it's yeah, been that well utilized. So like, well utilized. I mean, in the same way that like... Uh, what, what, what was the what was the earliest year you found it in 1847 no before that no um it goes back to the 1700s oh goodness yeah okay wow all right yeah and that's that's our word interesting 
Yeah. Well, now you guys know Gormless, and you can go around accusing each other of being Gormless. Yeah, and this is a quick episode this week because it's not controversial. Yeah, this one really has no controversial history, but it is, you know, there's a bit of a story behind it. Yeah, and it's I, hopefully it's interesting for um, people because, I mean, I had no idea that you guys just didn't use it over here. Full stop. We I kept it. throwing it around, and then your mum was like, you really should do that one because we do not say that. <laughs> I understand what you mean for, by context, but we do not say that word. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We it, It's one that you can easily pick up from context, but it is still like, I mean, Gorm. Like, when you said it, I thought it was like, I was like, Gornless? Because the Gorn is a monster from Star Trek, the original series. Mm. Which I probably made that joke directly to your face, and you were like, <laughs> I don't care about it. I don't care about it. I have never said that to you. You know that my response is just, huh. <laughs> you can say a lot with that little uh, consonant syllable. Mm. Huh. All right. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, the Gorn is a creature that James Kirk had to fight. Oh, you're explaining it. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. No, no, I'm done. Um, so yeah, Gormless. Uh, it means like dull or... And I bet uh, a lot of British people had no idea um, that Gorm, like G-A-U-M, by mm-hmm. itself is a word meaning attention. Like, I even when I looked it up, there was like, it shows like modern day usage of the word. And there were so many people who had tweeted the same joke. If you can be Gormless... Can you be full of gorm? Well, yes, actually you can. Oh, oh, okay. Because it means attention. So gormful. Could someone be gormful? I don't know if that's a word that's com- that's in use, but but gorm means attention. So yeah, you could you could have gorm. Huh. All right. You can have, have you got have you got the gorm? That's a new game show <laughs> where you get people to like memorize a series of lists. <laughs> have you got the Pay gorm? Attention. <laughs> Hosted by Mario Lopez. <laughs> Do you have the gorm? It'd be so low budget. Sounds so strange. Yeah. Cool. I, I mean, you know, Sky will pick it up. They picked up an idiot abroad. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Boo to a Goose. Uh, be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on our Facebook page. Also, <laughs> that's the same thing. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, if you could leave us a review or if they have a liking system or a rating system, we'd appreciate any ratings. Give us five stars or four and a half stars, but no less than that. <laughs> uh, and also, if you write a review, that's a good way that a lot of people can uh, find out about this show and uh, expose uh, it to people who might not have had it before. Old school, tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. Tell your friends about Gormless. Use these... Here's the trick. If you use the slang terms in... This is how I've introduced the show to people. I will say a slang term that we've talked about on the show, and they'll go, and I'll go, oh, well, if you want to know more about that, you'll have to listen to my dumb podcast that I'm plugging that I do with my lovely wife. I'm glad I'm lovely and the podcast dumb and it's not the other way around. Right. It's not a lovely podcast. Yeah, it's not a lovely podcast with my gormless wife. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm already sorry about it. I wish you guys could see the face she made. It's the gormless face. Uh, (laughs) That's it. Uh, This concludes another episode of Boo to a Goose. I've been Jacob. And I'm Annie. And remember... Nobody says potato. Boo to a Goose is produced by Will Scoville as a part of the Comedio Network. Thanks to Hannah Wardle for the art and Max Abrams for the theme song, She Couldn't Say Boo to a Goose. Send any questions or comments to boo to a goose podcast at gmail.com.
Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at SupDocPodcast.